Welcome to On the Left Side, the alternative football show. Burnley Football Club have won tweet of the day. A few moments ago they tweeted, Pope saves from Jesus, amen to that. Hello and welcome to On the Left Side, I'm Jim. We're about to take a run through the latest football news in the way that only we can. Ready? It's a funny old game, isn't it? For years, the governing body of English football has sagely shaken its head in disdain at racist chanting from Eastern Europe. They've tutted and demanded that something must be done when sections of the crowd sing dodgy songs about their striker's penis and have happily dished out fines with even the slightest hint of an anti-Semitic chant. Yet, it would seem they are more than happy to brush any suggestions of racism under the carpet if it happens to be presented on FA-headed notepaper. Of course, all of that wailing and gnashing of teeth is 100% appropriate when it comes to stamping out a completely undesirable side of the game. But, at the same time, once again, the recent parliamentary hearings surrounding the sacking of England ladies coach Mark Sampson over alleged racism has shown the FA to have the same kind of competency as the chief iceberg watcher on the Titanic. The story hinges on allegations made by striker Enia Luko, who says she was dropped from the team after making a complaint against Sampson for his use of controversial banter. So sorry, not banter, racism. I always get those two confused. Those claims against Sampson were repeated this week in front of a parliamentary committee of MPs as they assessed the FA's handling of the situation. Uluko was in Parliament to give her side of the story and said this concerning a settlement payment. I had one meeting with Martin Glenn and he effectively suggested that if I wrote a statement, a favourable statement saying that the FA are not institutionally racist, that they would think about releasing that money. I felt that was bordering on blackmail. Yeah, nothing says we're not racist like paying a black player a load of cash to write a letter saying we're not racist. The FA may as well have asked Luco to come and work on the FA's cotton plantation in St George's Park and refer to Greg Clark as Mr Bossman. It's a depressing story, but my favourite part of the hearing was Luco's claims that England goalkeeping coach Les Kendall would speak to her constantly in a Caribbean accent. I really love the curry goat. Which is not only, quote, confusing, what with her being from African descent at all and not Caribbean, but described by the player in the hearing as not malicious, just really annoying. Essentially, Kendall may or may not be a racist, but he's certainly a bit of an annoying dick. So we know the FA's inability to address and deal with issues in the sport such as racism and bullying is an embarrassment to the game. But now we've got MPs describing the whole organisation as completely shambolic. MPs. The same MPs that are trying to sort out Brexit. The definition of shambolic. Surely now something has to be done. Omnishambles. Well, that's all a bit dark and serious, isn't it? Let's talk about something vacuous instead. Like food. Having seemingly hit the jackpot with some stunning journalism from the man who cuts Kyle Walker's hair a few weeks back, the BBC were obviously keen to keep the run going. And so this week, ran an exclusive interview with... 
the man who feeds Kevin De Bruyne. I was watching the football on TV. I was in, I was in his house cooking his tea and I was watching him at work. Wow, this was great. A man who's going to know what life is like inside the multi-million pound homes of footballers. Someone who's there at every meal, watching their every move. I had the food at home and I drop it off twice a week. Here's your food for tonight. Thank you. No problem. See you, See you later. Hang on. So you cook the food at home, drop it off at his house. You're essentially a fancy version of Deliveroo, mate. Clearly they found a format that works. The BBC Sport guys are going to be able to continue this run forever. Pretty soon we're going to hear from the chicken shop that Peter Crouch quite likes. A no-holds-barred interview with the garden centre where Chris Woods buys his bedding plants. Or maybe a two-hour documentary on the fella in Curry's who once sold James Collins a tumble dryer and washing machine with an extended warranty. I can't wait. At Curry's PC World, we help you get it right. Meanwhile, on the other side of Manchester, Jose Mourinho is back to doing what Jose Mourinho does best. Moaning. In a very meta press conference after the Benfica game, Jose outdid himself by not only moaning about other managers moaning about injured players, but also managing to thinly veil his own moan about injured players himself. I never speak about injuries. Other managers, they cry, they cry, they cry when, when some player is injured. I don't cry, but if I want to moan and cry like the others, I can cry for the next five minutes. It really is a work of art. And do you know what? Mourinho's right. I mean, when have you ever heard Jose having a whinge about injuries? Smalling and Jones, we are very unlucky. The only thing we can, we can say... Oh, yeah, well, there was that time. No Fellaini, no Carrick, no Pogba, nothing. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and there was that time. Uh, two important injuries with two important surgeries. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good example. Fair enough, there was that one as well. I mean that we have players with problems, but we had on the pitch players with problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's clearly talking bollocks. No one, and I mean no one, likes a moan more than Jose Mourinho. And he does it better than everyone else too. This week, he even had a moan about people moaning about his footballing style. Sometimes I feel that um, to be good defensively is a crime, but it's not a crime. Well, I had no idea you had a legal background, Jose. And no, playing defensively isn't a crime. But when you have a squad of players valued in the region of £400 million, it is an embarrassment. It's just a shame that the football on the pitch for United isn't as beautifully crafted as the moaning itself right now. There is only one man, I think, who likes a moan more than Jose. And that man is also in Manchester, Stephen Patrick Morrissey. The Mancunian songsmith this week released the video for his new song, Spent the Day in Bed, and it features none other than footballer turned UFC fighter turned Ladbrokes favourite turned football pundit, Joey Barton. Joey is in the video pushing Morrissey around in a wheelchair and also appeared in GQ to help promote it and described Morrissey as a modern day Shakespeare, a sentiment that I wholeheartedly agree with. Morrissey would be terrible at managing Leicester City too. But why the ex-Smiths frontman picked Joey Barton ahead of his kindred moaning spirit Mourinho, I have no idea. I just hope he sees the error of his ways and this Barton tie-in is just the beginning of his football-related relationships. And maybe, just maybe, the new album might feature some kind of tribute to the special one. 
Defending on the pitch in Lisbon Defending on the pitch in Manchester I wonder to myself Should I play more defenders? Rojo, Jones and Lindelof I wonder to myself Did Louis Van Gaal get sacked for this? Are putting ten behind the ball So that we don't concede Defending on the pitch in Manchester Bay, Jones, Valencia Luke Shaw and Daily Blind Defending on... Right, that is it for another episode of Football Funny. Thank you for listening. Also, thank you to the Radio Academy, who nominated us on the left side for Best Sports Show in the UK ARIA Awards this week. We didn't win. BBC Sport did. But that is fine. Just fine. Fine. We're essentially the arsenal of sports shows. A decent amount of promise, occasional flashes of brilliance, but ultimately a little bit flaky and not quite good enough. Come back soon for another show. In fact, hit subscribe now and you'll get next week's show as soon as it is ready. But for now, a goodbye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio. See you.